powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, it's another night and it's another loss and another uh, Audie James game over call where we cover a loss. I'm getting uh, quite used to these. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. Uh, thank you for joining us. The Calgary Flames losing in a shootout tonight uh, to the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal. We'll talk a little bit about this. Uh, I've got a cool guest lined up for you guys as well. Uh, lots of people in the Calgary market will know who this uh, who this fella is. You should know who he is if you pay any attention to uh, to Calgary Sports Media. But before we get into it, you think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And if you or someone you know has any uh, gambling uh, problems, issues, uh, stuff like that, please be sure to check the show notes um, for some resources to get you some help uh, in those uh, in those areas. So Without further ado, I will bring in the guest today, Mr. Matty Rose from Sportsnet 960, the fan morning show host. Uh, in, in all of his beautiful mustache and everything, uh, he joins the uh, the Game Over Calgary. How you doing, Matty? I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. Uh, happy to be here. Excited. I'm happy to have you, man. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. I, I messaged you a while ago. We... Uh, we got all the details ironed out, and yeah, it's not too uh, not too late for you to get back uh, on the morning show Schneid tomorrow. Yeah, the uh, East Coast trips are kind of prime for this. The eight o'clock finishes are nice. Usually, I feel you. Uh, yeah, the home games I'll be there for like the first forty minutes. I live pretty close to the dome, so then I'll leave after forty, get home by the time the third started, and uh, be able to watch it from home and just kind of slide into bed right after Daryl's presser. Which is typically quite brief. It's uh, yeah, he's he's a man of few words, and I'm I'm interested. I haven't I obviously I hop on this right away, but I'd, I'm interested to see what he has to say. I usually watch the presser after because I mean, obviously given given the time. But uh, what do you think the do you think the coach is happy with uh, with the performance tonight? I, I mean, it was one of those. It was a weird game. Lots of lots of stuff happening, but I'm not sure if uh, if the coach is particularly happy with the full effort in this game. It's going to be one of those games that I would guess Daryl says hard fought game is one of the either first couple of sentences that he kind of drops in his presser here, just because um, it was a close game. Like the flames are now, they continue to be first in the league when it comes to one goal games. This is their 17th that they've played in all season more than anybody else. And that's kind of how Daryl Sutter likes to play his games, low event, low scoring, um, not just a low event, but, you know, low scoring, keep the, yeah. all the chances to the outside, that type of thing. So um, this is one of those games that it's tough. You took two minute penalties once again. Can't really throw the Toronto narrative yeah. out there to kind of take a little bit of heat off the team. So uh, it'll be interesting. Like that's three straight games where penalties have been an issue. And honestly, I thought it was a, a bit of a problem during yeah. that homestand too. Um, penalties and, and the one the other area that I really highlighted was just giving up way too much off the rush or right after a turnover. That seems to be a little bit better lately. But mm-hmm. the penalties are really a glaring problem. Yeah, yeah. And uh, reference to your your comment about Daryl's Toronto, we don't we don't jest about Toronto on this show, especially given uh, given the hand that feeds the the SD of the SDPN, if you will. Um, I would never. 
No, no. I, God, I've I've never talked shit about Toronto on the show ever. Anybody no. who's uh, anybody who's a loyal watch uh, viewer would would know that. Um, but I mean, that said, it was a pretty. It was a pretty high event game in 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 a very low event game, if that makes sense. Like there was a lot that kind of went on. Um, uh, it was a very physical game. Obviously, there was some there were some injuries on both sides that we hope uh, hope everybody's okay there. Um, but one of the things that stood out the most to me was what a game by Jacob Markstrom. Like this is a this is a much different looking game. I think if uh, if he's not on his on his A game, and I think he brought it. Wasn't overly surprised they went to Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Markstrom got rave reviews from the coach after Friday's game, whereas after Saturday's, he you know kind of called out a couple of the goals against Dan Vladar. And Markstrom in, went in there, battled, um, did everything that you would expect. Like there were some real key saves as that game went on, where the Flames were kind of letting guys loose in front of the net. There was a handful of them on uh, Christian Dvorak alone yeah. who was trying to keep that point streak going. I think he had points in three straight going into the contest. And I thought Markstrom played really solid. Like for a guy who said he sucks at hockey like less than 10 days ago to go from that to the performance that he was able to put forward in Montreal, I think that's pretty significant. It's good to see. It's good to see for the team whenever you get that guy feeling a little bit better about his game and you don't have to go to any of the lengths that, you know, Things are like in Edmonton, where it's yeah. a lot longer of a sit down for Campbell, or God forbid, something like LA, like they've had to do with Cal Peterson, which I never think they would get there, but you understand the point I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, well, for There's sure. There's been a lot of goalie issues in the Pacific Division, and uh, to have him going again, that's big for the team. Well, you talk about him saying uh, with the I, I suck at hockey right now comments. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that was a couple weeks ago following a loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Um, we only allowed two goals. Yeah, and and, and and they probably should have won that game. Right, right. And that first goal was, I mean, obviously that one's on him in, in that game. But uh, honestly, and, and I'm tired of the narrative because you look online, and I'm sure you guys see it, you and you and George see it on the text line all the time, of Jacob Markstrom being the whipping boy um, this season. There's a lot of people out there who just, I don't know, it, it always seems like there's one guy that everybody uh, chooses to, uh, to, to get – to be hard on. And um, I, I think this year it's Markstrom. And I, and I don't think that's, uh, I, at least for me, for my money, I don't think that's, uh, that's worthwhile criticism. I don't think, I know he's been, I know he's been not great, but I don't think that, you know, everybody else in front of him has done him any favors either. Well, exactly. Like you even look at that Montreal game and you look at the, the ridiculous kind of sprawling out leads to the opening goal for the Habs and kind of change momentum. But that is an, an egregious breakdown by the the line that you've just called to start your game and your top defensive pair, Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin, who just yep. let a couple of guys walk down Main Street. And then it happened again in the Columbus game. Your top unit, your, your top guys that you've picked to start the game and your top pair just get opened up down the middle and Patrick Line is able to score on Jacob Markstrom on a breakaway moments into the game. The starts have been an issue for this team for a little while like mm-hmm. you go back to that Montreal game and how they started that one it's just been the last kind of uh four or five games that have been really bad out of the gate like it, it feels like until that first tv timeout they're just kind of trying to keep their head above water as best that they can until you know whatever happens them being on the road we don't necessarily see but I can imagine it's a, a nice tongue lashing from the head coach in that first tv timeout to kind of get some woken up and in, into the game 
Yeah, no, I, uh, I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, before we segue into what we're going to talk about next, 29 people watching live right now. Thank you so much for stopping by. Please be sure to hit the like. Help that algorithm. Adam Wilde and all those other guys say that this algorithm is a thing. I don't really know how that works on YouTube, but they say if you press the like button, it helps us out. If you enjoy what you're listening to and you enjoy Maddie's beautiful mustache, which I'm I'm I'm, I'm welcoming on uh, on the stream today. I don't get to do uh, game over with with Peter Klein anymore, so. Um, oh. I, I, I know. Right. And I, I need a mustache to look at every now and then. So, uh, you're, you're providing that. Thank God today. Um, I miss Pete. Uh, he's, you know what? And just to, good stuff. just to, just to pump his tires a little bit. I obviously followed Peter. We followed each other for a little while before we both got the game over gigs and what a, what a pro, like he's just, yep. he's, he's good people. Um, I, I pump his tires all the time, maybe not to his face as much anymore, but, um, yeah, just a just a great dude. I I'm I sure as hell missed listening to him on the station as well. Um, but I'm glad that we are we're now coworkers. So uh, everything works out. Okay, let's go to the to the uh, to the chat for a little bit here. Um, see what some people are saying. A lot of people mistaken. This is game over Calgary, not game over Montreal. So unfortunately, Andrew Jerkshire is in the uh, in the other uh, in the other show. Um, super excited to have Matty Rose join Game Over tonight. That's from Insider Jay Money. Uh, he proceeds to say, let's do the wave tonight on Game Over Calgary, which myself, Matty, Pinder, everybody else, nobody likes the wave. Um, the wave is fine when it's a blowout, but you haven't seen it for Red at all this year. The game has to be thoroughly in hand. It's far too distracting. If it's I can't distra- focus on the game, you're right? focused on the game, and you have a, you have a part to play in this tight game when your team is trying to hold on a lead pay attention pay attention get off the phone stop doing the wave this man knows what he's talking about that's why they pay him to be on the radio uh heartthrob maddie rose is another comment here uh maddie phillips another maddie people are saying has looked very good which is a good little segue here um i think he obviously he's a small guy the coach knows he's a small guy from what i've seen and 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 you know, I've watched my a little bit of Wranglers hockey. Um, I've I've been pumping the tires of, of Matty Phillips, as have a lot of people in uh, in this market. He's a small guy, but he plays like he's not a small guy. Would you say that's a fair assessment? I I think he does that to the best of his ability, right? Um, in the sense that he goes to some of the dirty areas that uh, a former small player of the Flames wouldn't know maybe who that did is. Like twice over like seven years. Anybody know who he's talking about? I don't know who he's talking about. Um, Paul but, Byron. Yeah, Paul Byron. Yeah, Paul Byron. Uh, not playing oh, in tonight's awesome. game. <laughs> he shouldn't have left. That was a that was a waiver. That was he was he was waived, correct? Pretty and, sure he was. And, yeah. And Montreal and, and Montreal. And and hmm. Basically, cruised there for like half a decade. Funny how that Story works. Short-handed out. goals at will. Yeah, it happens. You can't you can't win them all. Yeah, um. Players. Um, but but to the point of Matty Phillips, I, I don't think he's looked out of place. I, I don't think he's – I don't know. You tell me. You, you're the guy who gets – who has the way better uh, judge of this than I. Tell me I'm yeah. wrong. Has he, has he looked out of place? I, I don't know. It's I, I think Given it's the really, sample size. It's a small sample size. It's it, too early. And, and these two games for him to be in – frankly have been shitty game scripts for a guy that's trying to wet his feet in the nhl like yeah you know okay we'll pull up the game sheet here he skates less than 10 minutes today he skates 8:43, and half of that was on the power plane only four and a half minutes of that was at even strength like the guy's not getting in a groove doing that 
That's Plus fair. on the power play, he's you, you're feeling the pressure. You're out there on the second power play after the first unit has just kind of hacked it up for a minute for a lot of the instances tonight. And maybe feeling a little pressure, maybe feeling a little bit of those nerves. Plus then you start to lose guys. You don't have Elias Lindholm in this game. Nazem Kadri's out for a little while, so your line gets thrown in a little bit of flux. You lose Chris Tanev, and anytime this team loses Chris Tanev, the bottom not falls a good, out. Yeah, not a good so, thing. So, yeah, it, I think it's kind of unfair. He hasn't really popped to me yeah. um, any more so than, you know, I, I kind of expected for a guy who, yes, scored a lot at the AHL level, but you kind of watch a lot of those goals, and you're like, well, there's a reason that a lot of these defensemen that he's beating aren't playing in the NHL. Like these guys are, are kind of running around in their own That's end or, or making aggressive. And you're just like, well, yeah, he should be scoring on some of these. Like he's making great plays and he's making good. And he's a good player, but I, it, you know, it's it's kind of gone exactly how I thought after all the clamoring for him to get into the lineup. It's it's been a little bit quiet. But then again, like I said, I find it hard to evaluate a guy who's played who played four and a half minutes of five on five time tonight. That's kind true. Of, you can't get into a rhythm. So no, I no. don't know if we've really been able to see him for what he can be. Now, the question is, how much longer are they able to keep Milan Lucic out of the lineup? Um, what's that was going to be my next question. Yeah. All these types of things. Yeah, so that's that kind of leads into, like, how much longer do you think that, like, we know the coach. We know how much he... He rides his Lucic, his, his his Richies, his big guys, right? He this guy loves size. He loves the big body. How much longer is this coach gonna give? Uh, what is he five seven five eight? Matty Phillips, um, before Milan Lucic comes back into the lineup. Do you think? Do you think we see him uh, against Vancouver? Um, it's hard to say. I think it kind of depends on the health of some guys. That's true. As well. That too. Yeah. They play these two games, Vancouver and St. Louis, and then they go on uh, that California road trip the week after, right before the holidays there. I, I think Milan Lucic is going to get into the lineup sooner rather than later. I would just be pretty surprised if they continue to hold them out. The question would be, do you continue to keep Matthew Phillips in, in a bit of a top nine role? Do you switch things up with Brett Ritchie? Is Trevor Lewis playing center? Is he healthy? Do you have enough centermen? Um, like, I think there's a lot of questions with kind of the Robert. Lucic is going to get in sooner rather than later um, because there's certain things that, you know, he does bring to the lineup um, despite, you know, here's the thing. Like, there's no problem in sitting the guy down for a couple games. I know it really hurts the ego and, and it, it sucks to be a pro and a guy who's played so long and been a guy who's won and, and meant a lot to this team, frankly, over his time there. But lately the play just has dropped off and it was mm -hmm. kind of the same last year. He was amazing for the first half of the season. He had like 10 bingos before Christmas and then kind of fell off the cliff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with him sitting a game every once in a while at this point in his career, he's over 35 years old, a lot of tread on the tires. He doesn't miss games due to injury. I don't think there's anything wrong with him sitting a game or two, getting his legs back. But I, I also understand that trying to tell that to Milan Lucic is possibly the hardest part of this entire process. Yeah, uh, we, we've, we've seen the emotion on his face after uh, a win when he's played only five minutes and 34 seconds, right? He, he's obviously happy for a win, and that's – it's it's tough but like he's frustrated you, with himself too it's like gotta as be much as you look at the coaching staff and you want to be like oh he's mad at all like he's frustrated at himself because 
Like, this is a guy who I'm sure he's he's having to watch film with everybody else and, and break all these things down and go over his play and all those types of things, right? So, I don't know. It, it, it's tough to always continually rip on the guy when he's been a good NHL. Yeah. He... Think that this is a point in his career where sitting down every once in a while for a game, getting the legs a little bit fresher, coming back in and, and understanding the role, especially when this is a team that struggled to score and maybe you can add a little bit of younger scoring in there. Granted, we haven't seen it yet, Yeah, but you know, well, it, it's, it's a experiment worth trying before you get closer to the Christmas trade moratorium, the, the actual trade deadline in February, those type of things. Right. Milan Lucic kind of is what he is now. Um, exactly. He kind of is what he is now. Not to say he wasn't effective. I always look back at that 2011 cup and how many, how many goals he scored on the power play, just parking his ass in front of the net and being a fucking menace, just an absolute oh, yeah. menace tapping in garbage goals, but that's okay. Right and uh, Ryan Miller. Yeah. He's doing whatever. And, and I don't disagree with people saying like, he's the best fighter in the NHL. There's a reason he doesn't have any fighting majors because people don't want to fight. Him. Right. They'd rather chase down Brett Ritchie or Nikita Zagorov. <laughs> or as we found out tonight, Connor Mackey. That, he had his lunch that, fed. That, Holy. You know what? I can really appreciate Connor Mackey trying to prove a point, knowing that Dennis Gilbert got into the lineup yeah. and gotten a couple scraps and stayed in the lineup over Mackey as a result. Um. I can appreciate Mackie trying to get a jump on Pizzetta, realizing he was probably in tough if Pizzetta could kind of get himself set. And then Pizzetta got set. And one bonk on the chin, and that thing was over. You know what? It looked it looked pretty promising to start. Like, there were a couple good ones. A couple okay ones. I don't even want to – I don't even know if I want to say good ones. There was there were a couple – He did. He okay had the machine ones. gun going. He yeah. was just trying to – he was like, I need to connect early. I need to try and kind of knock him off a little early. That's my only way to kind of get a little bit of something going here. And then uh, – yeah, that did not go. You yeah, can tell. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I can't remember what. Uh, just trying to read his lips on the way to the box, but you can tell he was like, "Damn, like, oh, oh he got yeah. me." Shit. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. That didn't help the team. Oh, no. Now this place is losing its no. marbles. Great. You can you can respect it, and uh, and I loved the old Pizzetta. Uh, I, I I used to live in Ottawa, so Chris Neal that was his go-to celly after any fight was the old taunt the crowd and let's go and. I respect it, but it's the main point. Of oh yeah. The fight. Oh yeah. Like, it's to fire a lot of people had crowd. a problem with it tonight online. Uh, with the move, with wow, the, with, the, with the with the with the taunt. Oh, this doesn't happen if Milan Lucic is in the lineup. This doesn't happen in you know NHL sixty years ago. Like yeah, no shit. The game changes. Well, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't know. Milan Lucic gives it to the crowd. I don't know. It's. It's 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 a, it's, a, it's one of those yeah exactly it's 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 a non Mackie didn't have to fight him like no. he never has to drop his gloves there right like <laughs> I think that's always something important but he he didn't get jumped there and Pizzetta got him and he sallied appropriately so yes they got the that that's about as poorly as a fight can go granted best case scenario because you know you only had to spend five minutes in the box he was able to come out and play the rest of the game but oof. yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a tough one for uh, for Connor Mackey tonight. Conrad uh, in the chat says to put this in a place that Mister Matty Rose lives in, Flames looking like the Elks of the NHL, no discipline at all. Nice, a CFL reference. Um, yeah, 
No dis. I, although I would say the Riders were much more indisciplined than the Elks this past season. Um, but it was a big news day around the CFL with the Stampeders. Uh, Dickinson get a little promotion. I'm sure it was. And I've been listening to the station and you and the Stamps reports for the eight years that I've been here. And I still don't follow the CFL. So it's uh, it's unfortunate. I, I You know what? The, the Red Blacks came to Ottawa as I was just leaving. And when I lived in Guelph, it was the Ticats, but we never went to Hamilton because it's Hamilton. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, the the old uh, the old CFL experience hasn't been great to uh, to to Mister Audie James. I have been to one Stamps game, Labor Day Classic, uh, three years ago. That was fun. That was fun. The old- They're exciting games. That's what I'll say. It's one of the most exciting products that you can pay money to see. I, I need to invest more in it. I do. I I definitely do. Um, some more comments here. Milan Lucic should be like what Wayne, what Wayne Simmons is for the Leafs, sit occasionally and then bring him in for matchups against rats and teams that like to take liberties. Don't hate it. I don't Plus, hate that either. Like he's a, he's a healthy body, right? Like especially right now as you're seeing guys go down. Like I think that's another thing that people sometimes forget about last season, um, that the Flames were kind of blessed in how many man games they lost to injury. I think the count at the end of the year was 71. Yep. And 18 of those were whichever pit like was on the team that eventually went to Montreal. Uh, Tyler. It was um, Tyler. Yeah. Before he went to Montreal. So that was like, you know, 25% of the injuries that they had had lost all season long. Right. And now this year it's Tanev and it's Huberto for a little bit and, Obviously, Oliver Shillington hasn't been in the lineup whatsoever. So, yeah, it's the injuries have actually been like a, a normal thing this year. Yeah. Whereas last year they were, you know, that was an anomaly. Miraculous. Like, like you talk about the Chris Tanev injury today, which is absolutely awful and mm-hmm. terrible to see. And I really hope he's okay. But like, there were so many instances last year where he would go down to block a shot on the kill or Good Branson would. And you were just like, that's it broken ankle like he'll Mm -hmm. be gone for months now weeks and never not once did those get whether they were playing through stuff which wouldn't surprise me because those two guys are tough as nails or if it was just pure dumb luck that they didn't have that many severe injuries whatever it was it worked in their favor last season and it's been a little bit more difficult this year you're not the capitals you're not the flyers no but it hasn't been easy you're not the blue jackets although they would have sucked anyways but still <laughs> there's uh there's more toughness in chris tanev's uh right pinky than there is in in this uh six foot four 230 pound body of mine so um to see a guy like that go down after uh, like i i saw it happen in real time there and i was like did that just like catch him up high like i thought maybe shoulder because like it happened so fast you just didn't really know where it got him, and then they had to, of course, they slowed it down and showed it 600 times on the broadcast, so just in case you, yeah, you know, you needed to keep seeing it. Um, scary scene. Um, hope to God he's okay. Just wanted to add my little two cents there too, just because, um, you know, as important as he is, he, he is a human first, and uh, and that kind of stuff can be uh, can be detrimental to day to day living. So uh, I, I hope to God he's okay. Um, yeah, not good. It, and you know what? Like even Kelly said on the broadcast, he's fighting through an injury that a lot of guys wouldn't be playing through right now. Um, 
obviously looked pretty woozy. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of blood on the ice, but you wonder about his jaw, just kind of the way, you know, it almost like the way a, in a boxing match, they'll catch you right on the butt yeah. and just kind of yeah. out, right? That's so, it. I don't know. You, you hope for the best with a guy like that who's just an absolute champion, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I guess we can, uh, we, we'll do some last call here for uh, for any any comments in here as we kind of put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. The Calgary Flames losing uh, in a shootout to the Montreal Canadiens to wrap up their three-game Eastern road trip. Uh, Maddie, they get two of a possible six points um, on this on this three-game road, road trip here. Less than ideal. Less than ideal. Columbus, a beatable opponent. Uh, the Leafs, we knew were going to be tough, and, and they played them tough. Uh, I would, I would not have pegged that to be the game that they get a point out of. Um, but two of six, not, uh, not ideal. No, especially after the homestand you had, um, any game against Columbus, like, you know, you look at that and you should say you should have a point there. You should have maybe two points easy, but, um, like Daryl said, they just weren't ready for that game, but you know, you lay duds every once in a while it's how you bounce back and the bounce back was better. Like these two games against the Leafs and the Habs were, were great games, but just falling a little bit short. And unlike last year where the flames were kind of in the position that Vegas finds themselves in now, uh, you know, uh, not a, you know, you're not running away with the division, but they had a, a sizable little cushion on it. Mm-hmm. It's different this year. You're kind of fighting tooth and nail for a spot right now. And I know it's only Christmas, but or getting closer to the holiday season, two weeks away or whatever we're at. But, you know, you're already starting to look at the standings a little bit, starting to open them up every morning. And, and each one of those points are, are pretty valuable. Now you can go over to Sportsnet and you can check out Justin Bourne's article on, uh, the, the, the strength of schedule down the way and how the Flames have had the hardest schedule bar none the first 28, 29 games of the year and down the rest of the way, it's, it's the easiest of all the NHL schedules. Um, but then again, this is a team who lost to Columbus on Friday. So you got to yeah. kind of little yeah. grain of salt there. Well, there's that old saying about American Thanksgiving. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Flames were either just on the outside or just uh barely in the last uh, wild card spot there so it's um it's taken a bit of time for them to kind of get where well i don't think they've gotten where they want to be it's it's definitely taken some time um i just hope things kind of turn around things things start to click uh click sooner than later here and uh i'm sure for you as well given uh given your day-to-day, uh, some good things to talk about on the radio would definitely be uh, be okay. Um, heading over to the uh, live chat, uh, 24 of you in here as well. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around. Uh, this will be available in podcast form tomorrow as well, so uh, be sure to um, share that. I'll post that out on Twitter. You guys can uh, you guys can share that around and give it a listen once again. Um, Conrad saying, probably a concussion, which sucks. Not that I want to play a doctor via TV. He then follows that up with, I miss er- interning and talking Matty Rose. So lots of Matty Rose love in the uh, in, in the chat today. I definitely remember Conrad. We had some good times at the station, for sure. Conrad, uh, a good AJHL boy as well. The voice of the, uh, or the PA voice the of PA the Calgary voice. Canucks. So we, we we don't uh we don't miss with AJHL talk as, as often as we can drop AJHL stuff in here we uh we, we like to do that here on uh, Game it's of right Calgary. Right in my alley. I did my uh, 
two or three years with the Okotoks Oilers and Gino DiPaoli a few years back. Gino. Uh, it's great to see, uh, on a side note, it's great to see Gino. Uh, Your voice of the medicine hat time. Doing his thing. Big boots to fill <laughs> as he replaces uh, one of the legendary voices uh, in this province and in, in the in the game of hockey in, uh, in Bob Ridley. But um, nobody better than uh, than our good pal Gino DiPaoli. Good dude. Real great dude. dude he's he's good Big people fan. i've uh yes. you know starting out my broadcasting career with with the dragons he was uh he was always nice uh it was always nice to chat with him and 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 uh you know hear his perspective and, and any uh any advice he may have so it's it's good to it's good to see good people get uh get rewarded i was pumped to see that for chino um where did i uh where did i lose it here somebody saying bchl greater than ajhl uh until you've watched a game in a packed Memorial Arena in Drumheller or uh, a playoff game between Okotoks and Brooks, uh, you have no, you can't, uh, you can't comment on how good the AJHL, man. It's uh it's a sick by, league. By the same side of the coin, I, I can't cont- comment on any of the BC no. stuff. You know, Pinders talked very highly of his time doing, uh, what was the Penticton V's yep. that he kind of grinded with uh, at the beginning of his broadcasting career or, or around then and uh yeah i, I i've got a, a lot of love for the ajhl that's that's a fun league i was there when caleb mccarr was absolutely ripping it up in his draft year and jacob bernard docker to a lesser extent but jbd was good mine, mine will be uh rieger lorenz if and when he uh, breaks through with the minnesota wild he was a lot of fun to watch in uh in okotoks last year in just there, just yeah. gross just so gross Austin Wong is another guy who I think is playing at Harvard right now mm-hmm. and was drafted by the Senators, I want to say, and I loved watching him play. Uh, it's a, it's a great league, dude. man. The the, the development in the AJHL is a lot of fun to follow, and, uh, you know, just great programs from top to bottom. Thank for your buck. Great stuff. Great oh, stop. absolutely. Um, Gino the Goat. Lots of love for Gino DePauli in here, which uh, he's not in here, but might have to might have to get him on here one of these days. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Last comment here. Flames had a pretty good game. I was disappointed for the loss, but Markstrom tried his best, and he did pretty well. Did not let in a goal when Flames had a four-minute penalty. So good, Jacob Markstrom. Yes. Lots of love for Jacob Markstrom tonight. Um, surprised they killed that off, uh, that double minor in uh in overtime but uh but they do it they don't end up with the win they get the extra point and uh they'll try to regroup and and see how they do on wednesday when they return home this has been uh this has been fun man thank you for uh thank you for coming on maddie this uh like i said this was a long time in the making i reached out to you a while ago and um you seem to be familiar with uh with uh, the sdpn so that was uh, that was a relief. Uh, some guests I have to explain it. I'm glad that others uh, kind of understand it. So, um, anyways, a, a blast! Thank you so much for joining and uh, your time to plug whatever. What I say, whatever you're doing, as if like it's not a big deal. But plug away uh, for the people who might be in the uh, out of town markets uh, from the SDPN fan base here. We do the big show with Rustic and Rose, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 on Sportsnet 960. It's myself and George Rustic. It's a lot of Flames. It's a lot of NHL. It's a lot of NFL. It's a lot of Jays. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, we just like to have a ton of fun and try to make people smile on their way to work. You can always grab podcasts as well. Um, the first hour is always up by like 7.15 Calgary time. It's the perfect thing for you to drive 
uh, to work. Uh, big show with Russick and Rose. And, uh, yeah, Sportsnet 960. We love it, baby. We do love it. And uh, how glad I am to see the station thriving after some scary times. But uh, I'm glad to see all you guys doing well. And, and, and you know, you talk about putting a smile on the, the morning commute. I'm one of those morning commuters texting every now and then had a good chat with you and, uh, and Dumas last week. Um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you guys are all doing well. Russick was a hell of a pickup too. Um, some of the Toronto fan base, if they're watching, uh, will be familiar with him, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's good to see you guys doing great. And I appreciate uh, you taking the time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I'll, uh, chat with you maybe next time these boys head out east last time they head out east how wild is that i know right isn't that crazy um yeah so to talk about what's next quickly uh on wednesday against the vancouver canucks will be your next game over calgary uh peter klein is still on vacation so i will have your fourth consecutive game over calgary uh you can't get rid of me that easily so you could basically pencil in a loss there uh we can uh we'll have some fun though we'll have some fun talking to some canucks on wednesday it's an eight o'clock start local uh 10 o'clock for all of you watching on the east uh eastern time zone uh thank you again on behalf of myself and uh he's maddie rose um thank you for watching the game he's matt rose i was waiting for it i didn't want to ask for it but uh he's matt rose um thank you for watching game over calgary we'll talk to you guys on wednesday stay safe pals and we'll talk to you later game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook